Welcome to On the Edge with Liza Pullman. On the Edge explores the frontier of human potential. What really is possible? Experts in medicine, business, science, and belief systems divulge methods and pathways to productivity, profitability, well-being, freedom, and happiness. Now, here's your host, Liza Pullman. Welcome. Welcome to On the Edge. Today, we are spending an hour with powerhouse Carla Moore. Carla is Vice President of Point of Sale Strategy and Education for HBO in New York, where her department develops new sales approach strategies and designs sales training curriculum and continuous education programs for sales brand ambassadors. But Carla is also a leadership author, speaker, and certified transformation coach. Her new book, Crash, Leading Through the Wreckage, captures the lightning moment that led to her epiphany about the role of personal transformation in improving leadership and life. Her book is due out November of this year. In that book, Carla talks about the lightning moment in her life. And it is truly a lightning moment. It rocked her world. And now Carla rocks other people's worlds. Is that true, Carla? <laughs> well, you say it that way. I um, I do know without a doubt that I've found my life's purpose. And it's to use my own story of transformation to touch, connect, engage, and inspire others to live the life they've imagined. Um, so my speaking and coaching sessions, they've been known to shift people pretty quickly, yeah. I think that you're actually understating what you do for people because I know Carla, and Carla walks into a room and the energy shifts. Mm. But before we get into your lightning moment, I wanted um, I wanted to share with listeners that you – before this lightning moment, you were in a fast lane in your life. You were living a good life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. At the time, I was so I was easily 10 years in with HBO, the world's most successful premium television network. I was easily on the road three to four, sometimes five days a week, promoting our original series and launching marketing campaigns. For shows like The Sopranos, Sex and the City, The Wire, True Blood, you, you know, all the good shows people were talking about. And it was, it was an amazing life. And, and it was um, what I thought was a dream job and, and morphed into it later. But I was just moving through, moving fast, on the rat race, really, um, but not tapping into truly what I was connecting to, just moving, all without purpose, all without um, true understanding of who I was and what I was doing. But, but yes, life was good. Yeah, many people would be in awe of that job. You know, I mean, just the mm-hmm. shows that mm-hmm. you're dropping, those are dream mm-hmm. shows to people. But like you said, things were off. Yeah, oh yeah. 
and and a lot was off, um, Liza. I, I I knew it, but I I don't know if I didn't just know how to change it, or heck, perhaps I didn't even acknowledge how bad things really were for me. You see, and I think we talked about this before. Um, at the time that I had my crash moment, I was single. I was turning forty, and no kids. I was living alone. I was also morbidly obese. I'd been carrying, literally at that point, over 300 pounds for most of my adult life. And, and so by day, here I am, moving strong at work, you know, driving business and leading a team. But at night, I was going home and consuming just volumes of food, um, just in tears every night. Despite mm. my career and academic achievements, even, even I even had an MBA, I hadn't figured life out. I hadn't figured out a thing. Just dark on the inside. Right, which is, you know, that has to resonate with listeners. You know, that mm-hmm. you can have what seems like it all mm-hmm. and really feel completely empty and off. Yes, that's what it was for me. So, I, you know, I try to steer away from people's stories, right? Because there's whole mm-hmm. things around stories and the work that we do. But your lightning moment story is so incredibly powerful. I think that it has to be shared with listeners. Mm. Thank you, thank you. I'd be happy to, and I'll I'll do it succinctly uh, for us all. So so here I am, traveling three, four, five days a week, and I just landed at O'Hare Airport. And like any road warrior, you've done it hundreds of times before. You. You throw your suitcase in the back, you jump in the car, and you, you head on home. And that's exactly what I did. And within a few minutes of leaving the airport, my mind started to wander. And I, I was looking but not seeing. And I had not realized that all the cars in front of me had stopped. But I was still traveling at a high rate of speed. And within seconds, I'd lost control of my car, slamming on the brakes. Um, lost control of my car, crashed head-on into a concrete median, all at 55 miles an hour with no seat belt in a convertible. And it was when I was laying on the emergency room table is when the doctor came over to me and said, Ms. Moore, I, I just read the EMT's report, and your car is totaled. Most people don't make it out of a crash like that. And in the magnitude of that moment, and Liza, I remember it as if it was just yesterday. I looked up at her, the doctor, and I said, oh, my gosh, if I would have died today, I would have died not living the life I'd imagined. I went home that next morning. I walked away from the accident. I went home. I sat on my sofa the next morning. Uh, My legs were in bandages, my, my stitches in my face. And I said to myself, girl, what are you doing? What, and, and better yet, what are you going to do next? And sitting right there on that sofa, one day after this crash, I wrote down four things I wanted most for my life. And those four things were to lose 100 pounds, run a 5K, get back active in my public service and community service, civic duties, and travel internationally, see Rome. I was turning 40 years old. And I'd never traveled outside the country. 
And in one year from the date on that sofa, I had lost my first 100 pounds. I ran a 5K and subsequent triathlon. I reactivated memberships in all of my civic, sorority, and church organizations. And I spent two weeks in Italy. And what I learned on that trip, and this was the big realization, in one year, Liza, I was living a life that I had only imagined for tw- for 20 years. It was a vision. But in one year, I was walking in it. And I knew then that we all need this message, that we, I realized I had the power. We all already possess the power to change our very own lives. 20 years of vision, one year walking in it. That story literally sends chills up and down my body. It's it's like mm. I feel like I was an observer of that moment in your life, mm-hmm. even though I, I, we didn't know each other then. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I wonder where did that come from inside of you that, you know, beyond the event itself, mm-hmm. something inside of you shifted, mm-hmm. like deep inside mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. So I've always been very spiritual, and I've always um, connected to energy, and I just couldn't figure out how to activate it. I I, I just I, I couldn't figure it out all these years. I mean, 40 years old, morbidly obese, and that crash, the, 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 the frightening, <laughs> we call it lightning, the frightening uh, moment is that I could, I could not be here. I could be gone, but because I'm not, I've been given this opportunity to do something better with my life, and I owed it to my higher power to live it better. <laughs> and and I wrote down, I literally said, when I wrote those four things down, and, and the four things were quick, uh, came to me quickly because I've been carrying these wants for 20 years. When I wrote it down, I said out loud, after I wrote them, I said, there will be nothing, no thing, nothing that will keep me from living the life I've imagined. So you've got to plant that thing in your mind and accept no other alternative than what you want for your life. You, you, you just have to set it. And that's what happened. It's incredibly powerful. You know, and it, it speaks a lot to the power of the word. You know, it's like you not only felt that, but you spoke that. Yes. And yes. then it actually manifested itself. Yes. And every day I, I looked at, at those goals. I, I um, had daily affirmations. And at first it didn't feel, it, I felt, it felt kind of odd. Um, and another little side thing, it's, and I have to share this little piece. While I was home recovering, um, those few weeks, I guess I took a couple of weeks off to get better. I stumbled on a book that was given to me almost the exact, to the exact date of the car crash five years earlier. Mm. And the book taught me how to speak uh, affirmations and how you can literally uh, draw to yourself that what you think about most, that what you Mm. speak most. I found that book, and inside, the woman who gave it to me had inscribed it and put the date on it. It was the date of the crash five years earlier, one day off of the crash. So 
So this book was um, was instrumental in helping me um, heal my life and helping me understand the power of the law of attraction and how you possess the power to change your very own lives. And yes, I do believe we co-create with our power, but you have to you have to want it. You have to be clear about what that is so you can manifest it. I learned that. <laughs> Well, and it's, you know, everyone, I believe everyone has that power inside of themselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that it takes monumental events in our life, whether it's a harrowing car accident that no one understands how you walked out of that car alive Mm -hmm. to an earth shattering, you know, end of a relationship um, to a death of someone significant to you or any yes. other event in your life. Yes, bankruptcy, loss of job, divorce, loss of a relationship. Those are what I call in my book crash moments. And I share with readers uh, how we can take crash moments. This is what I've learned in sharing, sharing that, how you can take crash moments and use them to fuel you and not fall. Because I could have gone further down. Wow. Well, you know, I want to, this is a pivotal moment here, so I want to take a short break Okay. Um, before we step into the next section, because I think it's a good segue. Uh, so I've been speaking with author, speaker, and leadership coach Carla Moore about lightning moments and epiphanies and how they literally change your life. They rock your life. We will be back in a few minutes. Carla Moore is not only Vice President of Sales Strategy at HBO, the world's most successful premium television network, but she's also a Forbes book leadership author, speaker, and certified transformation coach. She helps take people from where they are to where they want to be, personally and professionally. Her new book, Crash, Leading Through the Wreckage, tells her story of transformation, the event that sparked it, and how it changed every facet of her professional and personal life for the better. In her book, Carla shares realizations that are meant to ignite motivation for change and give readers the tools they need to take control of their destiny. Start your road to health and happiness in all aspects of your life. Visit CrashTheBook.com and join Carla's community for updates on book release events and speaking engagements. Also, connect with Carla on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Speaks. Welcome back to On the Edge. Here's Liza Pullman. Welcome back to On the Edge with Liza Pullman. In this hour, Carla Moore is sharing how her personal transformation, her lightning moment, now transforms others. So let's go deeper with Carla. So Carla, this epiphany, this lightning strike... You know, I know you had your four initial goals, which you talked about, the weight loss, the 5Ks, the mm-hmm. civic duties, and the international travel, and you accomplished mm-hmm. that all in one year. Mm-hmm. What then happened? So it's interesting. I um, so, so I started to grow even more, um, and what I didn't realize what would happen 
is that it would touch other people. So I became more um, intentional and more purposeful uh, about how I was moving and staying clear and aware of my surroundings, of who was around me, uh, what I was saying, because people started to shift around me when I shifted. Mm -hmm. So as I began to, one of the biggest things that changed for me, and it really, um, to this day, it's, it's what wakes me up each morning and makes me feel good about my life, my soul, is having this clarity and awareness around my passion, my purpose, my power. And I started to formulate a 3P equation that I began to share with others. So here I am now getting more intentional and more focused about my own transformation and realizing this this might could help other people. So let me let me just try to find a way to talk about it and help others uh, uh, help others see where it got me. And so my three three P equation that I'm happy to share with people everywhere I go is passion plus purpose equals power. Mm. And when I think about those words, it was passion that got me off that sofa, that got me um, moving toward what I really thought would spark and ignite my life. I wanted to achieve and live and step into this life that I carried in my head for a vision. I'm passionate about this particular lifestyle. So passion fuels you. Passion is the driving it's the driving force behind success and happiness. And what was so, your passion? So then it was certainly to find a way to share this with others. I knew early on that I was, I've always been passionate about teaching, helping others, helping others grow, expand in their careers. You know, my, um, my leadership also took a, a, a different turn on this, too, and, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But I've always been passionate with connecting and engaging with people, but I, I didn't think I was really um, as impactful because I didn't know who I was and I didn't know what the story was. I didn't know what my narrative was or what I was here to do. That's where I got to purpose. Mm-hmm. Purpose is the why behind it all. So I then had to spend time thinking about, so what am I here for? What am I here to do? So when I got this sense of passion, understood now my purpose is to absolutely help others change their lives. That's where I got the power to move and start speaking, coaching, writing in order to help others. Passion plus purpose equals power. Passion is for you. Purpose is for others. How will you serve the world? So my- and how did you do that? How? What steps did you take beyond that first year to really discover what you wanted to do, what your purpose was? Mm-hmm. Um, so because I, to your point, I didn't know. I didn't really, I couldn't even formulate full um, sentences even around passion. And, and and purpose. And I tell people all the time, it wasn't until then that I really got a sense of what passion and purpose really was. So, um, and I now share this with people, if you don't know your passion, it's okay. 
sit down and start a passion list. I, I say, I share this. I'm telling you, like everywhere I go, um, write down things that juice you. What What are you doing when time flies by? At work, what assignments do you do where you would do them for free? These are little clues into <laughs> into to what you connect to and what um, builds you up. And also, an exercise that I excuse me that I did during a leadership training course while I was going through this transformation, I went through a training course, um, a year long executive leadership program. And they did a values card exercise when really it's simply just sitting down and going through this deck of cards that had a list of values. What's important to you? Spirituality, family, um, creativity. And they're really trying to get at what do you think are the most important uh, components or facets of leadership? But what truly happened was you began to rank what was important to you. And when you when I finished that values exercise, and I put in the column what was most important, the question was then asked: Where well, are you living it? Are you moving on it? And I realized I had not. So that was another epiphany. I say that this is important to me, but I'm not moving it. That's where my power started to come in. When you get clear, passion and purpose provides motivation, and direction. You know where to go when, once you get a sense of the map. And so sitting down, and, and, I, and I'm not harsh. I tell people, don't be harsh on yourself in this piece. Many people live and die and not know their own passions or living purpose. But you don't have to be that. You can choose differently. Choices shape destiny. You can choose differently. It's so true. You know, I have done the values activity and it is incredibly powerful and I've done it with others and it really shifts people, especially when they see what one value they wouldn't give up. What is the one value you would hold on to? And it often surprises people and rocks them to their very core. Yes. Yes. The passion list, though, that's that's really powerful. <laughs> and, you know, I want to go back. You said it quickly, but you said what you would do for free. Mm-hmm. So when I, as I started to speak more on passion and purpose, and I, I actually made this up in my mind. I, I made up what is called passion list. People tell me all the time, I've never heard of that. It, it is a capturing of things, really, that energize you. And I know you've heard it before. If you're at work, if you're at play, if you're just in the world, what are you doing where you look up, time is gone, or you look up and you say, I could do this all day at work. If they would just let me do this, they wouldn't have to pay me. You know, it's that sense of what brings that joyful feeling to you. And so to my audiences, I say when I'm speaking, so whip your phones out on the train uh, going home tonight or, or, or in the back of the taxi. Go to your notes screen, and whenever something hits, you just start keeping that list. And I encourage people, don't stop, even if you think, uh, well, this is not making sense, because I like gardening, I like football, 
I like to sing. Um, I like to bake cupcakes. What I encourage people to do, don't stop. It may look disconnected, but in that list, I promise you, there is some connective tissue, and you'll start to see themes and patterns. And again, that's how I got to mine. It was people, it was speaking, it was touching and engaging and being social in a way. Um, on my list, those types of things started to bubble up. Mm. I'm telling you, it works. Well, right, no, I think it's true. I think most people, oh, yeah. especially in the in these cities in the Western world, that people work so much that their passions get pushed aside. Oh yeah, and often relegated to maybe their two week vacation once a year, if mm-hmm. that. And I often hear from people, you know, how how can I make a life out of my passions? You know, where am I going to get the money to do that? I Mm -hmm. there's a lot of resistance that comes up Mm -hmm. with people around their passions. It's almost like guilt. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Because passions aren't typically tied to paychecks. Mm -hmm. Um, People know paychecks. They know how to go in, go to work, and and it's steady. It's it's. Um, it's controllable. Well, I suggest you don't have to, it doesn't have to be an all-in game. You, um, you don't have to give up something just to try to attempt to, to live your life in this way or, uh, or, or to, to partake in this part of your life that you know would bring you joy. Go to work. Uh, A, find those things where your passions can come through if you can. And if not, in nights and week, on nights and weekends or on your days off, find opportunities to find fulfillment outside of your job if your job is not it. But you can't just sit at the job and say, I'm miserable. I have a passion um, uh, uh, um, of acting. And you're three blocks away from 42nd Street and you haven't applied to try to do a, a, a weekend play. So you have to move <laughs> You know, you have to put some action behind your wants. So you can, that, that's critical to, to sustainable transformation, period. You actually have to move on what it is you want and move in the direction of your dreams. You, you can't just sit. You have to move and give yourself permission to do it, to your point. Right, and, and you know, what is interesting to me is that those those things, those passions that you truly desire deep down inside of you are actually all around you. You mm-hmm. just can't see them. It's almost like the book you mentioned in our first segment, that you had that book on how to do affirmations for five years, mm-hmm. and suddenly you pick it up and your life shifts. So let's go back to how your passion and purpose manifested for you in your work? Mm-hmm. Um, I love that question. Thank you for that. Uh, it, it's funny because this this was the surprising part. I didn't realize how impactful a leader could really be when they have their own sense of clarity and awareness and personal enlightenment. I didn't realize I wasn't ready for, but I was happy for it, 
I wasn't ready for the um, the cascade of positive impact that would happen at, at work. So when a leader, when, once I became uh, more clear and aware, again, around my own passion and purpose, who I am, what I'm here to do, and what I'm in it for, then there's there's no longer a need to compete and prove. <laughs> so when I got when you get it, that's, that's every time I say that, people love that. Once <laughs> you get a sense of who you are and what you're here to do, there's there's no longer a need to compete and prove. You can now take that energy. Uh, uh, you can relax into your your own pathway, what was meant for you, what was carved out for you. And now use all that competitive energy, the energy you was using to compete and run around, you now can use it to help others carve a path forward for them. Personal enlightenment, what what I've learned and what I teach and what I share with others, personal enlightenment is essential for leadership success. Um, I I call it enlightened leadership. It's, It's inspiring others. It's helping other people grow. It's allowing your team members, other folks around you, to deliver on the promise of their own gifts. See, to our earlier conversations, there are people sitting in offices and buildings all day, every day, having a talent or gift that is going, could be going untapped, that could be used at work. But unless a woke leader, <laughs> an enlightened leader, um, who's comfortable and confident in her, his or her own space, they're, they're not going to tap someone and, and, and try to find greatness in others because they're competing. They're trying to win themselves. But once you know what you're doing, what you're here for, it is easy for me now to, easier, um, for me now to, uh, easy even, to just step out and not even share the spotlight with my team members, but Give them the spotlight. Mm. How much people would love for their leaders to give them the spotlight? Mm. I mean, how remarkable that would feel. I would just, you know, love to put that out there to listeners. How would that feel to be in the spotlight, to be in your glory, to have a leader who allows you to do that? Mm. And how has that, what is the impact of that been at HBO, it's it's it's, and when I when I say HBO, I'm going to speak um, in the scope of my team, um, and what has happened to me. So, as I begin to grow and expand, here's what happened: when I started growing and expanding, my team, the people around me, also began to grow and expand. Folks on my team were getting promoted, Liza. They were getting promoted quicker than other people on other teams. Mm-hmm. So HBO gave me more and more people to lead. My sales territories started to grow exponentially. So HBO gave me more and more footprint, more territories. And in a in a short time, and I just actually realized this only a few years ago, that my career trajectory has been steeper these last six years than it had been the first 14 since I started with HBO. Wow. That, cla- I, that and that, so that was a, <laughs> that was an unexpected, um, and good consequence. My goal is just to come out and share with the world 
and help others live and step into their greatness. And what ended up happening, I I kept growing too. It's It's amazing. It's amazing, and I want to talk about how you're taking that into the world, but we need to take a short break. So I've been speaking with author, speaker, and leadership coach Carla Moore about transformation and leadership, and we will be back in a few minutes. Carla Moore is not only Vice President of Sales Strategy at HBO, the world's most successful premium television network, but she's also a Forbes book leadership author, speaker, and certified transformation coach. She helps take people from where they are to where they want to be, personally and professionally. Her new book, Crash, Leading Through the Wreckage, tells her story of transformation, the event that sparked it, and how it changed every facet of her professional and personal life for the better. In her book, Carla shares realizations that are meant to ignite motivation for change and give readers the tools they need to take control of their destiny. Start your road to health and happiness in all aspects of your life. Visit CrashTheBook.com and join Carla's community for updates on book release events and speaking engagements. Also, connect with Carla on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Speaks. You're listening to On the Edge with Liza Pullman on TalkZone.com. Now, back to the program. In this hour, author, speaker, and leadership coach Carla Moore will share how you can step into your power and improve your leadership skills in your life. Carla, let's talk about how you're taking this out into the world. Mm-hmm. What is your vision for your work? Mm. Mm. The vision actually is shaped um, daily. Um, I the larger vision is to be an international um, author, speaker, and coach. When we were in our class together, and after I finished, and even during the class, Liza, I was saying to some of our class members, and I I say it to people today, the world needs coaching. (laughs) The world needs it. And I didn't know how to go about it. I didn't know how to start it. But that was a vision. I could see myself serving the world on an international platform. I could see that. It wasn't until after about a couple speaking engagements, panels, panels, maybe a workshop, people started running up to me after each session. And I was encouraged. I mean, they would share their own stories. People would say, Carla, I see my story in yours. Yeah. People being full tears connecting to something I had just said or, or comment I made and, and wanted to hear more, learn more. So it was actually other people saw in me um, a level of impact um, that I could make if I spoke on larger platforms, if I wrote a book, if I put together a seminar. It, it was I was fueled by their belief that I could touch the world this way. And I was humbled by it. I was crying too. 
when they were sharing their stories. It it really um, it really made me have to step into and stand up and say, "Well, Carla, if, if this is what's been given for you, you have to go deliver on it." And so, in the last two years, um, I started writing a book. Uh, and technically, the book was done in about six months. It's all the administrative and all the back. You know, getting a book out is is actually quite fascinating. Um, so the book is out on December twelfth. I got my date yesterday. <laughs> it's being December twelfth. Oh, excellent. Twelve, yes, twelve, twelve. The book is called Crash: Leading Through the Wreckage, mm-hmm. um, using personal power to transform your leadership. And so I just learned a few months ago that Forbes Books. Uh, it's actually going to be my uh, it's, my book is licensed through Forbes Books, so Forbes is helping me get this book out. So I just learned from from them yesterday. Twelve twelve is when the book is out. So I thought, okay, if I wanted, and, and the reason why the book happened, someone told me, Carla, if you really want to be an impactful speaker and if you want to get booked, <laughs> you need a book. Uh, people are more likely to hire you, to bring you on if you had a book and what you're trying to teach and espouse would be available to many more people, more people than you can even speak to. So, so yes, I, I want to continue to, to, to uh, write, uh, blog. I'm, my website is coming up. Here. It'll be up in about two, two, three more weeks. I want to connect with people. I want to create a community. In fact, I called it I call my community the Seymour community. C for Carla, more, mm-hmm. M-O-O-R-E, Seymour. See more for your life. See mm-hmm. more for your family. See more for your career. So the Seymour community is where I want to be um, touching, engaging with folks I'm not speaking to. This is really what I want to spend my, um, you know, my nights and weekends on. I've also developed a transformation workshop I've now taken on the road. There are church leaders who want their uh, different groups, uh, different organizations want this message of passion, purpose, and power and how to shift your very own life. So it, um, this thing is really growing and expanding pretty quickly, and I'm, I'm blessed for it to happen. You know, I have no doubts that um, your book is going to take off. I mean, you will not have a moment in your day once that book comes out, Carla. And, mm. you know, I'm again, I'm going, to, I'm going to claim that. <laughs> no, and, you know, again, Carla, you know, she walks into a space and lights up a space. And I know why people run up to you. And it's the story. Stories are so powerful, even if they're not your own, how they can touch you and open up a part of you. And you don't even know what part of the story it is. Mm-hmm. It's it's unbelievably transformational for people. Mm-hmm. But talk more about what your transformation workshops look like, where you're taking those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, so what they look like, we'll... we'll tackle that it's again it, it's all on path it's all universe it's energy it's when you move into the direction of your dreams it starts looking for you 
there's, there's, it starts searching for you. I, I, there's a quote I tell people all the time, what you seek is seeking you. You just mm-hmm. got to step out there on that and, and take one step so the energy can know where to go. So, so as true. I'm right, mm-hmm, so as I'm writing the book, I'm telling you, Liza, I actually remember the day. It was, it was last, it was last um, May when I'm um, writing in the book, and I realized that every chapter, and by the way, my favorite number is nine. Mm-hmm. So there's nine, there's nine chapters. And, that, and that's another thing. Because it was a car crash, the book is called Crash. It was a crash that changed my life, put me on a different road. The, car, the book has car metaphors. Not, you know, nothing over the top, but instead of chapters, I have lanes of transformation. So lane one, lane two. <laughs> and, we, and in these lanes, we talk about personal and professional off-ramps in our development. And we take these pit stops to have fuel for thought, to build our roadmaps to the life we've imagined. So I, I say that to say, as I was writing, and I'm looking on the screen, flipping between my chapters, and I'm like, each one of these, each one of these lanes, I could put an exercise behind. We, we talk about it, we put an exercise around it, and we actually do it in class because many people don't spend time thinking about their passions. Many people don't find a moment to think about purpose. So we actually do this in the workshop, and we carve out time for you to go through these exercises. So right there it hit me. Each lane is a module in the workshop. I put an exercise on each lane. And by the time this class is over, and it's about 90 minutes, I can do two hours, people are walking out of there uh, with tools that could help them move toward their destiny. It could help them give the, you know, the steps they need to take to control their own destiny. They're walking out with that. And so who's looking for this? Um, there are different categories, and this is what I'm discovering. So that goes back to the vision. Um, I have a vision of what I want to have happen. Um, and sometimes my phone rings and takes me on another path, and, it, and something else shows up for me. So what's been happening, um, there are women's organizations, and this message is really resonating with women. Don't get me wrong. There are men in the audiences when I, uh, that I speak to, um, but the, I think the piece about me going from 300 pounds to triathlete in one year really more resonates. The, the losing weight piece, you know, really resonates more with women. But men come up to me and they share how uh, impactful stories for, is for them too. But there are several women's leadership organizations that are hearing about this and wanting me to come and share um, with mid-level professionals. And and if we're talking, who you know who who really who does this really resonate with? And what I'm finding is that there are a lot of mid-level um, professional women who are stuck in transition and looking for a breakthrough, just walking around trying to figure out the next step. What? How do I move? And so I'm getting calls from organizations to do this workshop in their conferences, their breakout <laughs> sessions. This Friday, I'll be there. Um, I'm doing one this week. So uh, this weekend. So. Um, 
very popular. Also very popular among, again, I mentioned this, there are um, church leaders, um, women's groups in, in, in these um, spiritual houses, and, and, and folks who are just connected to um, this notion that there's a higher plane and there's a higher way to live. This message is reaching them, and they want me to come and help uh, punctuate what what they're doing as well. So organizations, church groups, um, even companies, even HBO. <laughs> I speak at HBO uh, at leadership manager um, leadership um, leadership training courses for new managers. I mean, really, the possibilities. Anyone would benefit from this work. Anyone, mm-hmm. and. You know, I have friends who have been through crises, mm-hmm. and they once you've been through a crisis like you've been through, they do the work because they don't want another crisis. They mm-hmm. they don't want to get another message that's so harsh for them to wake up and do the work. Mm-hmm. And I think I can't imagine a person who wouldn't benefit from this, even you know a younger person. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We talk about that. Yes, I actually shift this message. Oh, and I forgot this, but this is a big target. Um, I get a lot of phone calls or a lot of requests to go speak to young people, recent college grads, or those even in college or in high school making the transition uh, into college, um, internship organizations. Um, I read a book or I read a study uh, a few years ago where at Stanford, there's a professor at Stanford who did this work on young people, like 12, 12, 15 years old. And he um, separated the study into young people who had a sense of what they wanted to do, what they wanted to be when they grew up, um, I, them knowing perhaps just a bit of what they what they love to do. And then there was a group of young people who were lost who didn't have a sense of who they were, what they wanted to be when they grew up. And sure enough, the, the young group who understood that life was bigger, it could be shaped, lived those lives. And those who didn't have awareness or clarity around that tended to not live a full life. So there are several industry organizations that are uh, that have internship programs, and I I tailor the message uh, to to I even change my three P for them sometimes if it's if their group is real real young. Passion plus purpose equals potential, mm. and uh, it, it and it clicks, Liza. It just light bulbs, and these are kids, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. They get it too. So you're right. Yeah, I think sometimes younger people are more prepared for change than people in midlife, which is why some of these major events have to happen to us to cause us to shift. Mm-hmm. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to take a very short break. I've been speaking with author, speaker, and leadership coach Carla Moore about transformation, leadership, power, purpose and passion. We'll be back in a few minutes. 
Carla Moore is not only Vice President of Sales Strategy at HBO, the world's most successful premium television network, but she's also a Forbes book leadership author, speaker, and certified transformation coach. She helps take people from where they are to where they want to be, personally and professionally. Her new book, Crash, Leading Through the Wreckage, tells her story of transformation, the event that sparked it, and how it changed every facet of her professional and personal life for the better. In her book, Carla shares realizations that are meant to ignite motivation for change and give readers the tools they need to take control of their destiny. Start your road to health and happiness in all aspects of your life. Visit CrashTheBook.com and join Carla's community for updates on book release events and speaking engagements. Also, connect with Carla on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Seymour Speaks. You're listening to On the Edge with Liza Pullman on TalkZone.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to On the Edge with Liza Pullman. In this last segment, author, speaker, and leadership coach Carla Moore will share what she's doing to make a difference in the lives of people in this world. So, Carla, when we finished that last segment, we were talking about how really anyone can benefit from this work, anyone even... Young people, and I've seen some of this work taken into, as you said, colleges and even high schools. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's amazing. It, it really is, and um, because these are future leaders, these people are future leaders in companies and corporations, Liza. And and how much better could they be? How much stronger could they stand in these leadership positions when they hear this early in their career? And, and 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 step before that, leadership in their life right now, in their own organization. Um, some of these young people are some of the first to go to college in their families. So they're leading, quote, quote, in a way in their families. And so having this type of awareness around passion and purpose and power and personal enlightenment and how that opens up space um, for you to also impact others and, 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 and shift the world that you're in. So this, this leadership piece is big for me because I, I, it really hit me that there's a, there's a big impact that leaders make on the lives of other people. Even if you just think of a company, one leader uh, has 15 people maybe 50 people. These are 50 people who are coming to work every day under your tutelage. And what are we doing to ensure that these folks um, are being utilized to their highest level? What are you doing as a leader to create a work environment that's conducive to making people want to bring their best ideas to work? Or, heck, just make them want to come to work. Right. And, you know, people are everyone is a leader in some way in their life, whether they're, you know, a parent, a coach, whether they're leading in some capacity with their peers, their friends. Yes. Leadership takes so many forms and 
you know, the enlightenment aspect of this is so important for everyone in this world. We, we need more leaders. We need everyone to be leaders. For sure. For sure. It's, um, it's, it's, I, I, I put it in the, um, work perspective because it's what I'm in. It's where I am. It's where I've been for over 30 years and seeing what a workplace can do to people and, and what, um, how leaders can truly impact and help or harm others. You know, I've been proposing for years that, and this, this is a risky little statement, but I've been, but I write it in my book, um, I've been proposing that I believe that work team inefficiency isn't completely due to employee disengagement. I believe that work team inefficiency could be due to disengaged leaders, leaders who are unclear, who who don't know who they are yet or haven't had this sense of what they're here to do. Yes, I believe the effectiveness of your leadership is directly tied to that. And, and that's leadership at home, at work, at church, at school, in life, to your point. Yeah, leaders often are put into those roles without any training. It's a sink or swim endeavor. You know, maybe they're sent off to some training course and like you, they get value out of a values exercise. Um, But it's, you know, another platform to really shift and grow people. This Mm -hmm. is so powerful. This Mm -hmm. book is so powerful and don't be surprised if the world of people that come to you to seek stepping into their power and stepping mm. into their leadership is much bigger than you ever imagined. Mm. That's that's an incredible vision. Thank you for that. Yes. <laughs> I see the world. I see the world here, Carla, the yes. world. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I love you've always seen seen it like that. and You've always called it that way. Which is why I was drawn to you in our doing our course work. Mm-hmm. I thank you for sharing that. I think we were drawn to each other. So you also do coaching with leaders. Mm-hmm. So on so be after becoming a certified transformation coach and with my focus on leadership development and leadership um um pivoting it um it became something i started offer up to people in my circles colleagues in the organizations in which i'm a part of i sit on the board of an industry organization and when they get a sense of what i'm speaking about or they've heard me on a panel or seen me speak at a conference we do um um come together and we set half-hour, 45-minute sessions, either over lunch, in the evenings when things have really slowed down for everyone, or on the weekends. And I will do that. Helping leaders, helping people move through these um, oftentimes challenging situations, leadership situations at work. And and so being there for them as a partner through this and, and sharing them, asking them empowering questions, where they can get to some solutions that they already, most people really already know the answers. 
They either need permission to do it or permission to own it. And and I'm there to give them that support and also bounce those ideas off with them. I'm also very transparent and authentic with them. And I tell the truth. You know, if I hear something, if I see something, I'll share it with them in an observation. So they can begin looking at the situation and reframing the situation perhaps with a different perspective. So, yes, uh, leadership coaching is close to me. It's what I write about. It's what I speak about. I can't imagine a more qualified, a more powerful leadership coach than you, Carla. Mm. I, I don't know how much time you'll have in your life for that, but I can't <laughs> imagine a more qualified and powerful person. Mm. And any leader would be enormously grateful to have you to guide them mm. in their transformation. Mm. I humbly receive that. Thank you so much. Thank you. So how, let's share with our listeners the different ways that they can connect with your work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your listeners can connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, and I'm under Seymour Speaks. Seymour Speaks on all across all of those platforms. That's um, O-O. Learn- mm-hmm. It's, that's right, C, has in the letter C, M-O-O-R-E, Seymour Speaks. I also have Carla Moore Speaks uh, handle. You can find me at all of those and all those platforms with that handle. My book, more about the book, and even a bit more about my story, is at CrashTheBook.com. I would love to have your re- listeners to go to CrashTheBook.com, sign up for the Seymour community Share your email address so you can continue to get updates on speaking engagements, when the book is coming out, book signings, and conversation, uh, to continue this conversation. So I'd love your listeners to do that. Thank you for letting me share that. Mm. And then if one of your uh, workshops is happening, how would they find out about one of your transformational workshops? That would be also in CrashTheBook.com until my website is up in three weeks. CarlaMoore.com will be up and running. And everything that's happening around Crash, happening around me, speaking engagements, workshops, all that will be um, on the site there. Carla, thank you so much for taking time out of your incredibly busy schedule Mm -hmm. to share your powerful transformational work with our listeners today. Mm, Happy to do it. It was a pleasure and it was an honor. Thank you for choosing me to do Mm. this today. Loved it. We have just spent the last hour with Carla Moore, the rock star leadership transformation coach, author, and speaker. For more information on Carla, her book, coaching, or speaking engagements, go to crashthebook.com, carlamore.com. Find her on my page on TalkZone or at www.imaginaconsulting.com. Until next week, this is Liza Pullman signing off. 